the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Tuesday in a hot, hot New York City, a hot New York City for a lawyer who wore a suit today and had to go down, had to go from Midtown on the number four train to uh, 100 Center Street up to the 11th floor. The 11th floor, their idea in the uh, in 100 Center Street of keeping the building cool is by opening a couple of windows which although that works for my parents in Bay Ridge who live without air conditioning um, in the courthouse, it was not exactly doing the trick. Uh, so in the hallway, I did remove my jacket. Um, I was, but I was only in the hallway. The court was still, we got there nice and early. The courtroom was still locked. Um, and I wore my lightest suit. It's almost like white. It's linen. Um, and I usually don't complain about the heat that much. Um, it was, it's, whew. <laughs> it was, it was a little embarrassing. I was lucky that I got to the courthouse so early because there's a Sicilian word. It's called schwitzing. I was schwitzing off the top of my head. Um, so much so from the, the subway car itself is cold. But you know, when you get into, first of all, I have to walk from 45th and 5th to Grand Central. Um, you know, that's, that was, Okay, but then when you get down on the on the platform, there's like one little area where there's like some cold air blowing through, and Lino and I are like hovered around there. Then the train comes in, and you're freezing, and then you get out, and then there's a you know like a four block walk until the train until the the courthouse. Uh, you know that that gets the blood flowing again. But um, I did go in and out of court without wearing a mask. That was a pleasant experience, um, and we got a pretty decent outcome with our uh, performance today in court. Lena was by my side, and uh, it's a case that's to be continued, but it seems to be heading in the right direction. So that made me very, very happy because it was the first time I was back in the courtroom uh, in a week. Uh, last time I left you guys, I was la- heading out with Luca to go see Dire Straits, and we're going to talk about that in a little while. Um, I, I had a wonderful weekend. I want to thank, first and foremost, our friend Joan Pelzer and Alex and Matt Sambolin for holding down the fort on uh, Friday and again yesterday. Um, I was able to listen to a little bit of the Friday show, and I, I found it quite entertaining. I hope you did as well. I know my uh, family uh, uh, who were listening thought it was very, very um, entertaining and, and educational simultaneously, and that's what I strive to be here on this radio show. You know, you want to I'd like you to finish the show at 6.57 and 47 seconds or whatever Alex tells me it is. Um, and, 
just be a little bit enriched one way or the other. Either we brought you a little smile to your face, a little happiness, or made you think about something, or maybe you learned a new fact. Um, now, so far, I don't think you've learned any facts, except that when I came back from court and I walked into the lobby, the uh, nice young man in the lobby, Mario, looked at me and just handed me a roll of paper towels. because <laughs> I was sweating so hard from the top of my head. August is going out in a very powerful way. Um, before we get into some of the news of the day, um, I do want to tell you a highlight of my weekend on, uh, so Wednesday's show of last week, I had on my friend, Peter Thomas, um, Peter Thomas's dad was judge Charles Thomas and, uh, Charles Thomas's very good friend is a man by the name of Don Buckwald. Don Buckwald is a, an agent and he happens to be the agent for Howard Stern. Uh, so after we got off the air on Wednesday with Peter, I we Peter and I broke bread together, friends of over 30 years. And um, I happened to mention that in the area where I spent some time in the Hamptons, I have seen Howard Stern strolling um, with uh, his bride, Beth. And um, I said, but, you know, I always leave them alone. I know they don't want to be bothered. I said, actually, on Independence Day, I just said, happy Independence Day. And they returned the greeting. Um and Peter said, no, you should say hello and, and you should tell him, you know, that, you know, my dad and because he's friendly with my dad. And I was like, all right, we'll see what happens. Well, that was Wednesday night, Saturday morning. Um, this weekend, I, I tried to be a, a really good daddy, uh, especially a really good husband. And um, I took Ariana, our nine month old from Marianne when as soon as she woke up at six o'clock in the morning to let Marianne get a few more winks uh, of slumber. And so I take Ariana outside. I put her in her little, like, it's like this little bicycle thing. And we're going for a walk. It's like 7.20 Saturday morning. And there down the road, I see walking towards me this very tall man and this much shorter blonde woman. I was like, oh, boy, here we go, showtime. And I've been uh, fortunate enough in the course of my life to meet a lot of important people, famous people, VIP people. But I don't know why I put Howard Stern in a little bit of a different category now more than ever that I'm kind of in his world, right, to some minimal decimal degree. I don't know if that's a right way to phrase that, but you know what I mean, a, a very tiny, tiny way I'm in his world. Um, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to do what Pete said and say hello. So at 7.15, 7.20 a.m. Saturday morning, uh, I just maintained some social distancing and I said hello to Howard and Beth and I said um, I would be in trouble with Judge Charles Thomas um, if I didn't uh, send you his warm regards. And at first, Howard was like, okay. He was kind of just going through the motions. And then he said, well, how do you know the judge? And I, or how do you know, the, the, how do you know him? And I said, oh, I went to law school with his sons, Peter and Dan. And then you see that light bulb go on in his head. And he goes, oh, the judge. And he stopped in his tracks. And uh, we chatted. We chatted for, without exaggerating, I would say less than five minutes, but more than three minutes, somewhere in between there. Um, could not have been nicer. Beth was very, very friendly, asking all about Ariana and my other children. Um, in the most appropriate way, I will say she is a very good-looking woman and it only matched by how sweet and nice and, and friendly she was. Um, we talked a little bit about animals and shelters and things like that. I expressed my condolences to Howard for the loss of his father at 99 years old. He would, made it clear that he was very uh, appreciative of that gesture on my part. And then we talked a little about radio. And the, the cool part was I told him what our show is. I told him what we do every night. And 
what he said to me was, which I take as the, the ultimate compliment, he goes, that's real radio. He goes, Arthur, you're doing real radio. And I told him, I said, you know, uh, when I was describing the station, I said, you know, Piscopo does the morning show. And then, uh, so he starts at 6 a.m. and I start at 6 p.m. And he knew it. He said, I said, it's a.m. It's 970 a.m. And he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, they're based out of Jersey. I was like, well, yeah, the antenna's in Jersey. I was like, but the studios are in lower Manhattan. And he's like, that's great, kid. Keep it up. Keep it up. Da, da, da. And then we exchanged a couple more. They asked my name two or three more times. I was so nervous. I had a business card right in my pocket. I could have just handed it to them. But I was... And I, I don't want to over exaggerate. It's not like I was shaking in my boots, but I was, um, you know, it was. It's it's a it's a big deal. He's a huge guy. He's you know the number one guy in the industry probably ever. If you really look at the totality and the body of his work, he calls himself the king of all media. <laughs> That's pretty pretty good. But I mean, he's still around and so relevant. Uh, you know, he launched um, satellite radio. I did buy Sirius because of him. Uh, the, I remember his last day of the show that of terrestrial radio. They all left. It was like a huge block party. I mean, it was a big deal. Um, so it was, you know, I, I'm fortunate, as I said, over the years to have met a lot of people, especially my 12 years at Fox. I mean, there was always someone in and out of the green room. That was like a different environment because I, I was supposed to be in the green room and we were kind of like equals. But, you know, when you go up to because I was going to be on air and they're on air and I'm the lawyer on air and I'm the Fox person and they're visiting. So whether it was uh, Kelsey Grammer or Alan Alda, although I was pretty nervous with Alan Alda, but another guy who blew my mind how cool he was. Um, you know, it was like now I'm on the street right now, now at 720 in the morning. I'm with a nine month old. I don't think I looked uh, like too much of a threat. But um, that was my brush with Howard Stern. And, um, I, you know, I, I, he, he lived up to what Pete said, Pete, Peter Thomas, my friend, who said he was, he's a really nice guy. He's a very friendly guy. And I, uh, I, I echo those comments um, because he was. Um, I, did, I also had another moment of feeling like a slight senior citizen when um, Arthur and his first cousin Gerard were watching TV. And now, like, they don't watch television. They don't watch two, four, seven, nine, eleven, five. They watch like YouTube and all this stuff on the smart TVs. And I'm trying to help Arthur, five-year-old Arthur, find what he needs on the TV. And he just gets frustrated with me. And he goes, okay, Dad, just give me that. And he takes the remote control out of my hands. <laughs> he finds exactly what they want. It had to do with some prank Forget what it what it was, but it was some prank on some YouTube thing that this is what these kids watch, um, and uh, yeah, I'm like, wow, he's five years old and he's out techno tech, teching me, so uh, I have to work on that because um, it's the world we live in, and I advise anyone. You got to try to stay up on the technology. I, I don't say that lightly. Alex is playing a little Floyd because um, I'm going to be splitting a little early to go. I'm taking Luca uh, and Chris Hassan and uh, and his son Julian and Imran, who's here, and my brother-in-law, Dr. Lawrence Haynes. Uh, we're going to go see Roger Waters tonight. So um, we got a good show coming up. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Friars Club because I'm working on that to kick off the uh, the fall season. So don't go away. We're going to have some fun. I'm happy to be back. And um, I don't know, just lay back, listen to some Floyd, man, get into it. Now, what you need to get into is preparing for the future because, you know, we get curveballs thrown our way that we don't see coming. 
anyhow, I'm just talking about Arthur being five years old and you know what, what the future holds for him. Well, what does the future hold for me? Um, although I was on the beach with him for three hours, and of those three hours, I think I sat in the chair. I'm not exaggerating. 120 seconds until he jumped up and said, Daddy, bury me in the sand. Um, so although I feel invincible, uh, Judge Leventhal came in today and said, do you have a health care proxy? Do you have a power of attorney? Uh, my answer, my honest answer was, well, I know I have a will. I got to double check that I have those things. And you should have those things because when you're healthy, thank God, like I am, you think, oh, I don't need a power of attorney. I don't think a health care proxy. And, you know, I'm going to worry about it down the road. You know what? That's just silly. And all kidding aside, I have to just double check that I have those documents in my file. Because I don't want anyone else making decisions for me and my money, my estate, my my physical health. I mean, if someone's going to make those decisions, it should be Marion, my wife. Um, so, Marion happens to be my law partner as well. But isn't it ridiculous if I don't have a, a, a power of attorney where she could sign everything for me? I mean, isn't that so silly? So I'm going to make sure, I think I do, but I'm going to make sure I have one in the file. You need to make sure you have one. And you need to make sure you have a healthcare proxy in case something happens to you. You're the person you choose can make medical decisions for you. Um, where do you go for that? It's so simple. You know this. It's Connors and Sullivan. They are the attorneys that have been doing this for 40 years. They'll help you make a plan that protects you best and giving you the ability, and this is the most important part, for you to designate who you want to make decisions for you, whether those are financial decisions, business decisions, or health decisions. So for a free in-person initial consultation with a lawyer, please call Connors and Sullivan at 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander, now in stock in all trim levels and all with the flexibility of third-row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2700. Papa loves mambo. Mama loves mambo. Look at him sway with it, getting so gay with it, shout no lay with it. Wow. Papa loves mambo. Papa loves mambo. Mama loves mambo. Mama loves mambo. Papa does great with it, swings like a gate with it. He loses weight with it now. He goes to little uh, Perry Como here, huh? Why not? All right, that's some interesting stuff. Um, this is Arthur Idala on the Arthur Idala Power Hour here on a Tuesday afternoon in New York City, a very, very hot New York City. I want to wish uh, my dear friend, buddy, pal, I don't know how to mentor. There's so many uh, ways to describe him. Uh, retired Judge Michael Pesci, a bon voyage. Uh, he's listened to almost every one of our shows since January, and uh, he's going on a spectacular trip. Uh, back to the motherland where he was born. You want to talk about American success story? He he was on the show. He was a guest um, when uh, you know he was born over in Mola de Bari in Bari, Italy, which is the heel of the boot, which is the area that I was in. 
uh, a couple, I guess, a month ago now. And, yeah, exactly a month ago. <clears throat> and uh, he's going back there for uh, a hunk of time, a couple of weeks. And uh, he's going to see his family and friends. And that's just a beautiful area, especially this time of year um, when uh, maybe the tourism dies down a little bit. But the weather down, that that's like... I don't know if I'm going to do this accurately, but it's like being in like Virginia or Georgia or North Carolina, that area of the world in terms of like Southern Virginia, in terms of the temperature and the, and the climate. So, and it's right on the coast. So <clears throat> they're beach towns. It's really, it's really wonderful. So to uh, Uncle Mike Pesci, uh, bon voyage, have a wonderful, wonderful trip. trip. Um, and, uh, Yesterday was um, a great day, but and that's the reason why um, Joan and company were here. Um, for me, it was a, a great day for all the wrong reasons. And unfortunately, I go to a lot of these things where there's benefits and fundraisers for charities for people that we've lost. And uh, just a few days from now will be the 21-year anniversary of September 11th of 2001. Where anyone who has listened to the show just a little bit knows I lost my buddy Joe Hassan. And because of COVID, uh, you know, we had a golf outing every year in his honor, which was always been very fun. It's at Diker Beach Park in uh, our neighborhood in Brooklyn. And there's a lot of people who've always been there, about 100 golfers, plus or minus. Uh, and we reinstituted uh, Joe's dear friend, Mike Favali. And, um, we, we had a great, great day in honor of Joe. There were pictures of him everywhere, and his, his entire family was there, his parents, his sister, his brother, his son, his wife, his, everybody. And it was great. And all his friends from high school, all walks of life, from work world, from the neighborhood. Um, it's really hard for me to think that it's been 21 years uh, since I saw Joe. And... Monday, September the 12th, we'll, we'll do a show and we'll talk about September 11th and, and the impact it has had on all of us. Um, speaking of impact, regarding the world of the United States Supreme Court, regarding the world of New York City, regarding the world of vaccines, um, Justice Sotomayor uh, yesterday declined to block New York City from enforcing its mandate that all municipal workers be vaccinated against COVID-19. Uh, it was a police detective who actually brought the case. And the reason why it's one judge is when the court is not in session, which is basically the very, very end of June until the very beginning of October. Uh, there's a individual judge of the nine justices. There's one justice appointed to various districts. And she's the one who's appointed to this particular district because this is where she hails from. Um, so the detective was Anthony Marciano, and he requested a stay of the vaccination requirements um, while his appeal uh, continue in a lower court. And a federal court threw out his case in March, a federal judge threw out his case in March. So now he's in the Second Circuit Court of Appeals appealing it. And Justice Sotomayor said, no, you know, that while that appeal is pending, I'm not going to stop the mandate. Um, let's see what the Second Circuit has to say. And um, the detective said, you know, he, I'm going to quote, he cannot and will not assume the health risks associated with an illegal experimental vaccine that, quote, he does not need. So as of now, uh, the municipal workers have to um, 
you know, show proof of vaccination. Um, I guess it's still a very controversial issue, but it's one that's going to stay. And uh, I know uh, Philadelphia has already said when the students go back to school in their public schools, they have to wear masks at least for the first two weeks because they want to see if there's an uptick. Um, you know, people are all over the map on this topic. Uh, I would have to say the majority of the people who I speak to have gotten the vaccine and have said masks do work and are abiding by it. But there are people who say, no, I'm not going down that road. Um, and obviously we all know that both people still get COVID people who are vaccinated and people who are not vaccinated. We know that the president of the United States was vaccinated and double boosted. He got it. His wife vaccinated, double boosted. She got it. Um, but the people who are in favor of the vaccine will say yes, but they didn't get very sick. And especially these, you know, the president is almost 80 years old. Uh, had he not, their argument is had he not been vaccinated and he had not been boosted, there's a likelihood he would have been very sick. Um, this is still a very hot topic, especially now as we go back to school. Um, my issue really has to do with the inconsistency of it all. So you walk into the federal court, not only did they make me take off my Idala Petuna and Cummins mask that we've, we've gone through like 3,000 of them like literally 3,000 of them. Uh, he, um, uh, the, the, the marshal right in the front says, no, Mr. Idol, I'm sorry, you can't wear your mask. You have to wear our mask. And he gave me an N95 mask. Okay. So I go in, I wear the N95 mask, then I go into the courtroom, and the judge says, is everyone here fully vaccinated? Yeah, okay. When you speak, you can take the mask off. Okay. So I'm speaking with the mask off, but everyone else has the mask on. The inconsistency of it all is all, and then I leave there. <laughs> I go on the subway with no mask. The majority of people now that I observe on the subway, and I was on the subway an hour ago, are not wearing masks. Um, then you go to the Yankee game where there's 48,000 people, not one person I know. Well, that's not true. There's a, one or two here or there are not wearing masks. Um, I went to uh, church on Sunday um, the only person I saw wearing a mask was the guy sitting right next to me. Um, so it's like, it's just the inconsistency of it all. Uh, I, at this point, I think it should all be optional. People who were going to get vaccinated or have gotten vaccinated. People who are not going to get vaccinated are not going to get vaccinated. Uh, people who are going to wear a mask or want to wear a mask or that's what they prefer to do. They should do it. Uh, I, I think we're we're past the point where the government should be telling us what to do. I haven't I didn't look at the statistics today, but every day if you get the New York Times app, um, it gives you the numbers of deaths and, and things like that. And uh, well, who's gotten it and who's hospitalized? I think it's who has it, who's hospitalized, and who's died. And those numbers have been trending down for a while. With that being said, my really really good friend. Um, who I was talking to all last week, who's taking his, his oldest daughter, his oldest child, his daughter, to, to college in, the, in middle America. Um, they were all fired up. They were all psyched. Friday night, they're going to have a big family dinner. Saturday morning, they're going to fly out. And he already said, he told his daughter, he had to put a piece of furniture together for her. And then he was going to shed some tears, give her a hug, and leave quickly. Um, and Friday night, before their dinner, um, she's like, yeah, I don't feel well. 
sure enough, they tested for COVID and she's leaving to go to college today, you know, which, okay, it's only four days later, but you know, that first two or three days is kind of crucial because everyone's in the same boat. And now like people have, uh, the other students have like a a leg up on her because they have, you know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday that they've all got to meet and the roommates and who gets to set up the room and all that stuff. So, and of course, after the daughter got it, now the mother has it. So now the father's taking her to college, not the mother. And the mother's going to hopefully get better by this upcoming weekend. And now she's going to go over there and, um, you know, help set up her daughter's room. So it's still there. But, you know, are people dying from it? I mean, it, another friend of mine's daughter has strep throat, just started college. And the cool school said she's got to just stay in her room. Everything is online. The young woman who's had COVID and couldn't, she couldn't go to school. She did all her classes yesterday online. The kid who's locked in her room with strep throat, she's online. So COVID ain't going anywhere, but it's, it it seems to have gotten to a point where we're going to just live with it and like, let's chill out and let's give people choices to handle their lives the way they want to handle them. We're going to go back. We're going to talk a little Friars Club and then, um, I don't know. We'll have some fun in the last segment. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Let's talk about my friend Susan at Rhino Shield. Yep. Uh, my buddy Joe, who listens to this show, he's thrilled with the way his house came out in three days from uh, when they started work until it was done. Uh, that that entails, you know, stripping down the old paint, stripping down, making sure the wood is all ready to go or whatever you're painting on is, is ready to absorb that ceramic coating. Do not paint until you speak with Susan at Rhino Shield. This is the time of year. I mean, this is a great time of year to do it. September, October, November um, in this area when the weather is still great. Um, you want to protect your greatest investment, which is your home. Let's face it. That's where the vast majority of us have sunk all our money into and every month paying that mortgage payment. So why not protect your home with Rhino Shield? It is 10 times thicker than paint. And it guarantees your house will look as if it was freshly painted with an amazing 25-year transferable warranty, transferable warranty against peeling, chipping, cracking, mold, or mildew. You will never have to consider painting in any time in the near future. Rhino Shield will increase the resale value of your home. How? Because if, if you are going to sell it, you have the transferable warranty, so they get the warranty against all the peeling, chipping, cracking, mold, mildew, and you could tell the potential buyers that those, the paint on your house has lowered the cost of heating the house and cooling the house because it keeps the air in the house. And right now, Susan is offering no payments and no interest financing for one year. That along with the strongest discount yet, 20% off for anyone who requests a free quote today, tomorrow, this week. Call today. Lock in your 20% discount with Susan. Dial 877 877- 744-6608. That's 877-744-6608. Or go to rhinoshieldofnewyork.com. Hey, Kevin McCullough. It's Tuesday night. That means we're talking travel on Radio Night Live. And Linda Perillo is back as my co-host for tonight. And boy, do we have stuff to go into, especially with Elaine Glusak of the New York Times talking about frugal travel. Kevin McCullough, join us at 7. 
Tune in to the Papa Report with John Papa. We have a, a saying on our whiteboard, educate and empower people so that they can make better decisions with their hard-earned money. And we live by that strategy. Securing your financial future. What is the purpose of your retirement plan? We want to find out, is it to go travel? Is it to go see the grandkids? Tune in to the Papa Report, Saturdays at 9 a.m. and Sundays at 1 p.m. Right here on AM 970, The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. All right, it's Tuesday here in New York City. Um, I have officially stopped sweating from my uh, court appearance today. Um, I am happy. I was um, walked into court. Uh, you know, you never know what you're gonna what you're gonna find out when you walk into court. Uh, I shouldn't say that, but often you don't know what what's gonna happen when you walk into court. And I was a little nervous today on for my client, but. So far, so good. We seem to be heading in the right direction on this particular case. Um, a case that I told you guys about was probably over a month ago now was the only client that I've ever been around um, who uh, who killed himself, and that was Glenn Hirsch, known as the Duck Sauce Killer. And um, I'm going to call out one of my colleagues, not by name, but uh, he represents the wife. Uh, who was charged with possessing weapons. And um, he filed a motion to get that case dismissed, uh, which he should do. And, of course, as attorneys, you take an oath to zealously represent your client, which this lawyer should be doing. But what he did today, in my opinion, or yesterday, was a total like media grab. This lawyer knew that the judge and the prosecutor received Glenn Hirsch's Suicide note, because they were, it, was, it was emailed. It was emailed to me, the prosecutor, the judge, uh, my co-counsel on the case, and to this particular lawyer, the, the wife's lawyer. So he knew we all got it. And he filed a motion with the court asking for her case to be dismissed. And because in that suicide note, he says the guns that his wife is charged with were really his. And he could have easily referenced the letter. He knows the judge has it. He's just got to put a line in there. As, as Your Honor knows, uh, you have the letter. You know it's in the letter. Um, out of abundance of uh, sympathy for my own client, Dorothy, who said she lost her best friend and was hysterically crying over the whole incident, uh, you know, I'm not going to republish it here. If the court needs to, I will send. I will give the, you a copy, a new copy, uh, it, under seal, which the judge would have a hundred percent. Agreed with a hundred. I know that because he said it. The judge said it like, you know, there's no reason for this letter to, to go outside of us. And yet this lawyer put the letter out there. Why? There's only one reason. And I don't care. I'll say this to his face. There's only one reason is 
because he knew it was going to get him in the post. And apparently, I haven't even seen it's on the cover of the Daily News. The cover. So now you have a lawyer who got his name on the cover of the Daily News. I remember um, Judge Mastro, Billy Mastro, uh, on the appellate division. I remember I happened to be there in the courtroom when he was swearing in a bunch of new lawyers. And one of those lawyers was his own son. And it was a beautiful ceremony. Um, and I'll never forget what he says. And I quote it to law students and college students and high school students all the, all the time. But it's, it's especially applicable to lawyers. During the course of your career, there are going to be plenty of crossroads when you have to make the ethical and moral decision to take the high road or take the low road. And he said, son, always take the high road and you'll be very pleased with the people you meet along the way. In my opinion, this lawyer, by filing that motion with this attachment, not the motion itself, he should be filing the motion, you have someone else who is admitting to a crime, but attaching that letter that he knows everyone that's relevant already has is nothing but a media grab, which is self-serving. His wife doesn't want that. His wife didn't want any more publicity, but he did what was in his own best interest. And that's, that's just not cool. So... You got my two cents. Anybody who wants to know the lawyer's name, it's not hard. Just look at the Daily News or look at the Post. It's, it's right there. I'm not, that's not my game. I don't play that game calling people out. But not cool, bro. Just, just you know, guy's dead. He took his own life because of this incident. And the fact that you're, you know, trying to use it for your benefit, totally not cool. Um, I'm going to now try to pivot to a little bit of a lighter subject. Um, uh, right now, I am going to, right after I do this show, I am uh, have a meeting with the executive board of the Friars Club, meaning the, the brain trusts uh, who helped me uh, at the Friars Club. Um, we're very excited for the fall season. Um, we're going to have a bunch of uh, great announcements coming up slowly um, <clears throat> throughout the course of the fall. But first and foremost... Um, work is being done on the building to make sure that the first floor um, is ready, set, go for a brand new restaurant to go in down there. A restaurant that to some degree is going to be open to the public. Uh, if you know the Friars Club, it's six stories. It is six stories. And um, the first floor, the walk-in floor, which to your left is the Billy Crystal uh, bar area which will be like a bar lounge area and people waiting to be seated in the Frank Sinatra dining room, which will remain the Frank Sinatra dining room. And then there'll be like a velvet rope and I'll probably stand there and not let people go upstairs to the Friars Club proper area. But it's a beautiful, beautiful area when you first walk in. They don't make buildings like that anymore. So here to discuss a little bit, I have Anthony and I have Gary. And behind them, I have my friend Gio. But, you know, he's the guy who does all the – he's in charge of all the money. So I'm not going to let him talk because, you know, he'll, he'll get us all in trouble. But, um, Anthony, tell us a little bit about, uh, first of all, your tenure at the Friars Club. This is Anthony Trombetta, by the way. So, um, uh, well, thanks for having us. We're, we're, we're so honored to be here. Um, but uh, so, so I, I started there about six or seven years ago. And, uh, you know, within the first three to five months there, I met people from, you know, Martin Scorsese to DiCaprio to uh, the late, great Jerry Lewis and Jim Carrey. And um, as I grew with the club, the club, you know, grew and, and we've had some really incredible events. And we just 
did an event back in May that we we had a great turnout for for Tracy Morgan, which was absolutely incredible. Yeah. Everyone's people are still talking about that. Yeah, and we want we want to take that event and we want to we want to we want to use that and and kind of you know project ourselves into the future and do some really cool stuff. So you know, in the fall, we're going to have some some great announcements. Most likely, another event will be coming up uh, pretty soon. We're locking in uh, who it's who we're going to honor, uh, but we're expanding. We're going to we're going to we're going to start doing some pop up events in uh, California, in Florida. Uh, we're doing yeah, I know, I know. There's something in L.A. Right? That's yep. We're going to do some. So we're going to do something in focus. October. We're going to we're going to do some some. You know, we're going to keep music alive, keep comedy alive. That's always been our goal. Um, and we're going to we're going to just keep you know. Hitting, One of our members uh, has a show coming up. He's going to be on the show. So our show, Joan, September 29th. Yeah. Turn Sparks, he did a show for I think it's going to be on Netflix. Yep, uh, that I attended live. I believe it's out today. I think or, or September third. No, no, September third. Yeah, yeah. So that's why he wants to be on the show September twenty ninth. That's right. Let me tell you something. It was like I was bent over laughing. Yeah. I mean, it was hysterical. And he's got all you know current stuff all about COVID and how we lived during COVID. And it was it was brilliant. Um, and, and there are people like that, you know, in in the Friars Club uh, all the time. Um, Anthony, if you could hand the mic over to Gary. But, sir, could you please introduce yourself to the masses? Yeah. Hi, this is, I'm Gary Eisenberg. I'm the executive chef and general manager at the Friars. Okay, and, you, you know, uh, Gary's a little older than Anthony. Am I allowed to say that? I'm a little, just, yeah. A little much. more experience. How about we say experience? I've been around the block. I've been around times. the block. So tell the people who are listening right now, as we get into the now the fall season and people are coming back from the Hamptons and the Jersey Shore in Europe, and have maybe have the opportunity to come and see the Friars Club or attend one of our events because a lot of our events uh, we do open to the public, the like the comedy shows and the musical shows because we want to share that culture with New York City. Um, why don't you tell folks you've worked at other clubs, you've worked at other restaurants. What's the difference? What's makes what makes the Friars Club special? The Friars Club definitely stands out all by itself. It's iconic. You walk into the club. And you feel like you're in a museum, and there's so much history there from Frank Sinatra, Jerry Lewis. We have pictures on the walls. And I got to say, I brought my daughter there, who's about 28 years old, and she said, Dad, this place is beautiful. This is the nicest place I've ever gone as far as a club goes. I want to get married here. Wow. Yeah, my daughter Amanda. So oh, wow. She could have been. She's in nuptials in the works here? And or she what? said, This is a big upgrade from where you worked before. Whoa! <laughs> And by the way, we don't have to say it, but you worked in a really, really nice place before. Yeah, it's just, you get blown away going in there. It's it's a gorgeous building. Yeah, no, and, and you know what I love about it? Um, the uh, young people, like your daughter's age, and I'm blown away. They are more impressed because I think the institutions where they go into, it's all that minimalist stuff. It's yeah. all that, you know, Ikea kind of stuff. And they're just so not used to... Uh, like seeing the the wood, the car wood, glass, and all that. Yeah, that's awesome. It's it's a tremendous place. I mean, now, so let, much to offer there. Let's talk about food. What is your it, when when you have a banquet? What is your like favorite? When when people say, "Well, Gary, you tell us well, what should we eat?" Well, basically, people come in and they. I said, "What do you like?" And then I said, "This is what you're gonna have." <laughs> all right, <laughs> so, and give us uh, a couple I, of examples. Love, basically, I love black sea bass. Okay. Sometimes people say, can I have ch uh, chili and sea bass? I go, no, I'm not serving that to you. No tilapia, no chili and sea bass. It's all frozen. We're going to get the freshest fish in the city. You're going to get a beautiful presentation. And 
we go and then if we, get, if we do meat, we'll do a, a filet mignon or we do short ribs. And they get blown away. And we had some high-end parties that they said they were, they went to Michelin-style restaurants. We had Louis Thirteenth. Yeah. I mean, the, the Remy Martin and is they Louis called, XIII. And they called, Alex, I'm going to keep these guys another minute or two, all right, Alex? You're going to handle so, that for me? All right. It's a lot of pressure, but, like, I feel like it's been justified. Our food is great there. Well, and let me throw Gary a bouquet because the original Friars Club, the big kitchen, is in the basement. But we're surrendering that to, God willing, Charlie Palmer, who's going to be opening up his own restaurant down there, affiliated with the Friars Club, obviously in our building. So now we have asked Gary in a in the, in the secondary kitchen, which is not a not a large space, to cater parties. I mean, what's the biggest you've done over there? 120 people? Maybe 150. And with yeah. your family, the way they eat, yeah. it's like 200 people. Yeah. That's the only thing. That's a cultural thing. Anthony Trimbetta and Arthur Idala get it. That there's always got to be more. So in other words, if it's 150 people, you got to cook for 250. If the if they you, all end you know in the Italians, yeah. And I was told how to cut the sausage by Arthur. Right, so. exactly. There you go. So they uh, uh, they 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 definitely feed you very very well at the Friars Club. Let's talk to Anthony one more time. Anthony, um, just just give us an idea of. Um, what do you think the fall is going to look like and, and the December winter season as well? Because that's when our place is usually packed. Yeah, that's that's always you know busy time for us. Um, I could tell you right now I'm planning a, a, a Gatsby party. We're going to go back to the 20s and 30s and, oh, and nice. do some stuff there. Uh, we're certainly going to have a Halloween party. Um, I think we're going to be doing something with Ferrari as well. Yeah. People, with Ferrari, the dealership, is located diagonally across the street with all of their cars with, that are worth $750,000 minimum. Um, I <laughs> They're going to literally. So it's the street is called Friars Way. So if Arthur has his way, um, we're going to pick a day and we're going to close the street and we're going to have Ferrari put all of their cars up in front and we're going to make it a, a party. And because, Gary, because Ferrari is not exactly a, uh, a Hebrew name, Ferrarowitz, um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think we're going to have some sausage and peppers and, and things like that. And matzo balls. And matzo, <laughs> and matzo balls. All right, Anthony, before we wrap up, is there any, uh, any, anything else, anything, any other news, Friars Club news you want to talk about? Um, that's, that's pretty much all I got. I think, you know, I think we we have we're going to do something every month for the next three or four months that's going to be more welcoming to the out to outsiders. Then you know we're a private club, but we every club and everybody needs to to be a little bit more welcoming and approachable. And that's what we're going to work on for the next four months. Uh, that's that's it. And our man Gio's going to make sure we got all the money to do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right, folks, we got we got one more quick segment to go. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the U.S. Open and Serena Williams, uh, a little bit about Dire Straits, a little bit about Roger Waters. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. If this is just the beginning, my life is going to be beautiful. She's telling me we'll be with. She's picked out a king size. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-27. Eight eight. 
Hi, this is Judge Kamins, a partner at Idala Bertuna and Kamins, and where Arthur Idala of the Arthur Idala Power Hour works at his 24-7 day job. In 2014, I retired from the bench to join ABK, which is a full-service preeminent boutique firm that has been helping New Yorkers when legal problems arise. ABK is uniquely qualified to assist New Yorkers who have a wide range of legal problems, from personal injury claims and civil litigation to criminal defense and trusts and estates. I personally work on appellate matters, attorney disciplinary matters, and complex legal issues with a dedicated group of attorneys who provide a team approach to each case. There is no legal problem too big or small for this talented and hardworking legal team. So when you think of the Idala Power Hour, also keep in mind ABK, the power legal firm. It's Dr. Lederman about innovative cancer treatment options often hidden elsewhere. Dr. Lederman discusses all options, what every doctor should do. Patients are amazed at Dr. Lederman's first-in-America radio surgery hidden options, non-invasive, outpatient, highly successful treatment where we attack the cancer. I'm Dr. Lederman for your loved one with cancer treatment options that may have been hidden from you when most needed. For newer recurrent cancers, most anywhere in the body, even if prior chemo, surgery, or radiation didn't work or isn't wanted, call Dr. Lederman, two and two choices, two and two choices, for appointment and free cancer treatment booklet DVD. 1384 Broadway at 38th. Most insurances, Medicare, Medicaid accepted. Learn about hidden cancer treatment options. Hidden no more with Dr. Lederman. Two and two choices. Two and two choices. Now you can travel to Israel. Spend 10 extraordinary days in the Holy Land this November. Collect remarkable memories on a trip that will change you forever. Sebastian Gorka and Dinesh D'Souza lead our tour of Israel with our trusted travel partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Join them and enjoy picturesque and unforgettable places you'll treasure for a lifetime. Reserve your spot today at StandWithIsraelTour.com. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Alex, who is this? Whose birthday is it? It's B.B. Rex's birthday now. She's not a Sinatra. She's not a Minnelli, but she is Brooklyn-born, so I figured you might enjoy All a right. bit of that. Ha- happy birthday, B.B. Someone who uh, who left us today is uh, Mikhail Gorbachev, the Soviet president uh, of the USSR. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And, uh, in fact, he did. Um a, he's 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 also somewhat depicted in the movie Rocky Four, uh, when Rocky made that beautiful speech at the end, where you know the fans initially were rooting for uh, the Russian guy, and then they switched hands because Rocky kept coming back, and they 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 uh, were cheering for Rocky at the end, and he stood up and applauded Rocky when he said, "If I could change, and you could change, we could all change." And um, I forgive me for quoting Rocky, but I love Rocky, and. Um, but Gorbachev is depicted in that. And uh, look, he's going to go down in history. I mean, he and Ronald Reagan as 
people who changed the world, literally the world that we know. Um, you know, I went to Berlin. I saw the wall torn down. Uh, I went to so many different um, museums and, and heard so many lectures about what that meant. And, you know, it was crazy because when I was in Berlin, you know, they, even though there is some there's checkpoint Charlie and there's certain points where you know it's this was West Berlin, this was this was West Germany, this was East Germany. You know, you now are in points of Berlin that are, that are East German, right? Were part of East Germany. So I'm in a bar with Mike Jacarino and Billy Santo in East Berlin, which is now just Berlin. And we're talking to the bartender. He goes, "Yeah, you know, this is the oldest bar here." And he goes, "It's like 19 years old." And we're like, this guy, you know, this guy's joking, right? I mean, there's bars in Bay Ridge that are older than 19. So he can see we're confused and we're not really believing him. And I'm like, what do you mean? Is you 19 years old? He's like, this, you're on the other side of the Berlin Wall. Because there were no bars like this uh, in, in East Germany. This only came up, at, you know, since they tore the wall down. And I'm like, really? And it just shows you how out of touch we are with what goes on in different parts of the world. I talked to you about my trip to Normandy and seeing where D-Day took place and how cultures are, are different. There's a big thing in the New York Post right now about a tennis player. First of all, kudos to Serena Williams, spectacular, fantastic athlete. I believe the most uh, successful female athlete ever, obviously one of the most successful athletes ever. Um, I think she's number one in terms of money and championships, et cetera. Um, but there, there, there's a 16-year-old from Eastern Europe who uh, played and won her match. And they're making this huge deal on social media because after she wins, she's getting a hug from her coach. And one of his hands seems to be on her buttocks. And they're going crazy about him, how inappropriate it is. And I'm, when I'm reading the ad, I'm like, if the coach is her father, this is going to be so ridiculous. Sure enough, hugged her coach. The coach was her father. I mean, look, I now can speak with authority, although my daughter's only nine months old. Uh, you know, if my, I'm hugging my daughter after she won her first match in a championship, you know, in a, the U.S. Open, right? The biggest, uh, one of the, whatever, the grand slam, one of the grand slams. And my hands on her backside a little bit. Give me a break. Give me a break. That doesn't mean the father's a pervert or anything. I mean, and they're making such a, this is so inappropriate. No man should have his hands there on a 16-year-old girl. It doesn't matter who he is. That's BS. If it's her father, it's it's he's not squeezing her butt. He's not, there's no sexual gratification. He just has his, he's hugging her. She's totally sweating. She's ecstatic. He's ecstatic. Then there's another picture of them arm in arm, you know, like totally appropriate. We have lost our minds. Either that or there's so many people on this social media platform that are just, they have nothing to do or, or they just, they're just troublemakers. But you know, when we had Bill de Blasio on, on Thursday, which I think turned out to be a pretty good interview considering all the accolades we got, including in the New York Post on Sunday on page six, the author Idala Power Hour had Bill de Blasio on where he denied smoking marijuana and it was a pretty decent sized article. Um, but what he said is these rumors start and they take, a, a, take on a life of their own, especially now in the world of social media. And you, you, they, just, they just, even though they're totally not true, they become they become true 
because people are saying it's true. And if all of all of these people are saying it's true, it's got to be true. And that's just such a tough world that we live in. You know, they're talking about um, Donald Trump hired President Trump hired a new lawyer down in Florida. And, you know, he's a very accomplished person. But one of his claims to fame was when DeSantis was running against whoever the gubernatorial candidate was, uh, this particular lawyer, uh, I know his first name is Chris Hesh, I think it is, um, found that his opponent had accepted tickets to a Broadway show that he shouldn't have. There's a, I mean, there's this huge article in the New York Times, which I'm quoted defending Mayor Adams. Oh, the, oh he may have gone to lunch. Or dinner, and he didn't pay for his own bill, and the restaurant picked up his tab. I mean, that's the big moral crisis we're worried about? You know how much, I I had Gary here before from the Friars Club. When a restaurant charges you $75, the amount of food and all that costs them less than half of that. So, and and these guys are vegetarian, Adams. What the heck is he eating? He's not eating filet mignon, he's eating beans and rice. They, they 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 serve you that in Rikers Island, but oh no it, it, oh he got a free meal oh this one got free theater tickets oh who flew on the plane and they, they didn't pay for the gas on the plane the father hugs his daughter and his hand slipped down past her waist come come on it's the end of August it's Labor Day weekend coming on up let's 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 just get our act together here and 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 live in a, in reality. In reality, my God, this poor girl should be so happy about winning a, ra- a, a tennis match. Instead, she's got to read about where her dad's hand was. Stupid. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. I hope you guys enjoyed the show tonight. I certainly did. It's great to be back. See you later. And it's torment won't be true Till you let me spend life making love to you day and night The preceding program, sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.